0: Did you hear the big news? We started a private university. We are rolling out a new design certificate program and a master's degree program along with our Design Suite Mastermind. We have new enrollment dates coming up for these programs. And if you wanna watch a 10 minute video and learn more, go to designsuitecourses.com learn. Believe it or not, the words that you say to your clients matter. So I am not the best with words. You guys know that i come on this podcast or if you're on the youtube channel and i stumble through my words i make up words i you know i struggle with words but the one place that i highly recommend that you do not struggle with words is in your design speak so this is so important because if you create a design you need to be able to back it up and this is the one thing i see especially aspiring designers. Unable to do. So, what does this mean? This means that you need to have a decent design vocabulary. Now, when we have a design vocabulary, what happens? We can use those words to help a customer or a client understand why we did what we did. Now in the crafting and the surface pattern markets, it's a little different than the graphic design market. When I was a graphic designer and I taught graphic design, very often, we use all the same words, but very often, um, especially when we're working on pieces like for example, an advertising print, like if we were doing an eight and a half by 11 advertising magazine print, we could very much dig in and talk about the design work, right? How am I reading it? What am I getting from it? What's the feeling I get? What's the messaging I'm getting from it? And in a lot of ways, I still feel like that kind of design work is easier to dissect. It's much easier to see if the rule of thirds is is going on. It's much easier to see if like I'm seeing what I'm supposed to be seeing or if I'm being distracted by something. So often in the surface pattern industry world, so where we're working in patterns and shapes, right, or the craft world, which has cutouts and has its own things going on, it's a little bit harder to use design vocabulary, but I'm here to tell you, you can and you should. And if you want to be taken seriously, you absolutely need to know how to defend your design work. So here's the deal: if I create a surface pattern design, and maybe I'm doing it for my fabric company, and maybe my creative director comes back and says um, to me, "You know, Karina, we do not love the master." And that's happened. That's a real. That's real right there. Like. Any fabric designer will know, like, sometimes the master is just not right. It's not strong enough. It doesn't have enough colors. It doesn't have enough intricacies. There's always something off with it, like, if you haven't gotten it quite right, okay? So um, th- this, a- this actually happened with chabella chabella Yeah, with Chalbella, we ended- I ended up redesigning the master on it twice, um, you know, on my own a couple of times. Cause I was like, that's not right. Then I sent it in and they said, you know, we, we think it needs to be a little bit stronger. And so the cool thing is in that dialogue, if you are like, like you want it stronger, like, what does that mean? Do you think it needs more colors do you think the scale is not right? Like, what Like what are you thinking? And sometimes a creative director can come back and tell you a few things that they're looking for. I know when I was, it doesn't happen as much in fabric, but I know when I was the creative director at Cartabella, if I had a designer who sent me stuff and I said, this is not strong enough yet, they would say, you know, well, what do you think? and so i could use design vocabulary and i say you know i'm i'm missing the focal point do you see that it's not very strong where it's located so i'd push it up to the you know up a little bit and maybe over to the left a tiny bit just a little bit and then could we pull some transparent pieces underneath so that we could move the eye down and around so we can get that dynamic feeling right all of those are great vocabulary words that you use as a designer and you're not throwing out them out there just to use big words we're not doing that we're doing it so we can describe what should be happening on the page we should be doing it to describe and create great negative spaces in our design work so that it feels balanced, so that there's harmony in the design work. And that's a thing that I think a lot of designers don't understand, especially aspiring designers. Will um, They'll get really excited about the design work because they have a pretty good eye for it, but then they can't back up their design work. And very often I'll look at design work that's done by a new designer and it is it is pretty good. And I'll say, you know, it's not really the focus point isn't that clear. And they'll be like, "Oh. Well, like what do you mean by that?" And it's because they haven't been educated and if this is some place that you struggle with. If you especially if you are in my program, go to business for designers course and go do the vocabulary section. Because one of the things that I need you to do as a designer is get real good at explaining why you did what you do. Those of you who are wanting or currently are freelance designers, the more you're able to with confidence tell your clients how good the design work is and why you did everything you did. Cause there should be purpose behind it. We don't make things just to make things guys. Like there's no good reason to do that. If you make a logo and it's just meant to be pretty, that is not useful to a business owner. We need the logo to be not only pretty, but super functional. So it gives the feeling that they give off. Um, You know, people are worried. I've heard lots of people being worried about, you know, I think I've mentioned it before, Chat GPT or any of these AI simulations. I'm not worried about it, because at the end of the day, the best designers are ones that are thinking up creative solutions for the companies they work for, the shops they work for, the manufacturers they work for, and they're doing things that are so good and so different and so solution based then they're going to they're going to be fine um, and ai can come up with just pretty things and if you're a designer who just makes pretty things i highly recommend you rethink the way you are going about your design career we need to be solution builders We are visual solution builders. So when we understand business and we understand strategy, then we can talk through and figure out visual solutions for our customers, our clients, our shops, our manufacturers that make a lot of sense to them. And by doing so, we become invaluable which is what we really want to be as designers. We want to be invaluable. So that means taking it to the next level. I have a lot of brand new designers, including design suite members and aspiring designers listening to this podcast. First of all, thank you for being here. I'm so grateful that you've come to me for content and that you are listening and getting education um, about design. It is like, that is my goal is to help educate you on how to get to the next level. And the number one thing I can tell you right now that you can do is get a great design vocabulary and learn how to talk like a designer and not only talk like a designer, but be able to convince your customer or your client that the way you designed it was purposeful. Creating purposeful designs is powerful. And that is what separates the amateur designer from the one that actually makes money. All right, guys, hopefully that was helpful to you. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast all month, I have been spreading the word that my new book is out. I'm so excited about it. Design, Profit, and Prosper. It's available on Amazon, and you are gonna wanna grab it. There's a really inexpensive um Kindle version that you can grab. Uh, you can get the print copy as well. And my goal is for it to help you. It's a little academic, a little strategic. And the goal is anyone who reads it or or listens to it. My goal is that you really dig in and you recognize the pieces that are there that are missing in your own design business. I guarantee I'll have people read it and be like, this didn't help me at all. And almost always it's people who haven't learned by doing i think i can't remember if i talked about this on this podcast but i like learning by doing is everything i think i did learning by doing is everything and the people who do not learn by doing you know what they say i didn't learn anything from this because they have told themselves they know everything and people who know everything they rarely really learn nor did they ever move on in business. I guarantee the people who have made the kind of money I've made, they will read this book and be like, oh yeah, that's totally true. I bet bet so many people skim through that paragraph and they totally aren't doing it. And that was like the key to my success. That is the crazy thing about anyone with any kind of experience in the business world or the design world who are currently making it, that you can read a little bit and go, hmm, yep, Totally. Yep. That totally, that's totally true. Cause I've been doing that. Or I remember when I wasn't doing that and now I am doing it and now I make a lot more money. That That is it. You guys running through models and doing the right things, the things that matter in our design businesses is what takes our businesses to the next level. Not making a lot of pretty things for the sake of making pretty things, but making pretty things that are both functional and are successful because of the placement it has in the marketplace. So anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Um, I can't wait to see you guys soon and I will talk to you later. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.